Hi, everyone. This is Shrink Chat with Shannon and Kathy. This is a better position. Yeah, you microphone. got your mic sorted out over there? I think so. I mean, it just depends on how I want to sit. Kathy's been experimenting for six and a half years. No, it's only been two and a half. Right. But I do, I'm, I'm fidgety. I know. And I've tried my best. I know. I'm not hitting things anymore. I know. Though. And I think that's because we took the arm thingy off. That's out. totally what it is. The listeners have no idea what we're talking about. No. Um, hello, everyone. Next week is Thanksgiving. We are in the holiday season. Like thickly. And it's getting cool here and I love it. I know. It's awesome. And I'm super looking forward to the holiday season. Not only because I love holiday horror. <laughs> Krampus. And Krampus. And we're going to do a Halloween. We're going to do a winter horror episode is what we're going to call it. Because I don't want to get all up in the like choosing the holidays and being politically correct. I'd no, like to we, do like winter We need horror. to get into some Silent Night, Deadly Night this exactly. year though. And I think... Did Joe Bob do any of those? I want to say there's one on there. Probably. Okay. So maybe we'll look into that. But yeah, we're definitely going to, we're coming up here in a couple of weeks. We're going to have a winter horror episode at the beginning of December because we got to talk about that before, you know, the holidays come so that, you know, you can get in the, the Krampus. Is there a New Year's horror movie? Probably. We need to find I it. I mean, isn't there a horror? I mean, I don't know. I'm thinking, new, I'm trying to think about If there's Uncle Sam about July 4th, That's true. there's uh, definitely. I'm going to type away as you're talking here. All right. So I'm excited about uh, Christmas horror, and I'm also excited about the holidays just in general. But also, for the month of December, <clears throat> I've decided to do a radical thing. Um, bloody New Year. Found it. Oh, and there it is. Bloody Christmas, Bloody New Year. New Year's Evil. Bloody Mother's Day, bloody... 10 best New Year's Eve horror movies. Oh, we've got them. All right. I'm not even going to say what they are because we're going to talk about some. <laughs> no, no. We can talk about them uh, closer to the holidays. So I'm going to do something for our patrons on Patreon. And we do have a Patreon page if you want to support what we do here and allow us to, you know, do more of it, hopefully. And... Uh, for as little as $5, that's the the cheapest tier you can join. And what I'm going to do for December, and Kathy is definitely going to participate in this as well, is that I'm going to do something called Podmas. And I'm gonna what are you signing me up to? <laughs> She's going to pretend like I didn't tell her, but I did. Um, every day, it's called Podmas. 31 days of Podmas. That's what it's called right now. I, I would imagine I will call it something else later, but we'll see. I'm going to upload a mini cast every single day of December because, you know, I'm a little bit extra. I mean, we talked last week about how I watched 150 horror movies in the month of October because it was a challenge. Are you sure Podmas or like Podica sounds like Hanukkah? <laughs> there you go. There's two. I mean, they both sound great. See how I get into the holidays and it becomes a thing? Podmas and Podica. They could be different weeks. I maybe I'll just name the Podica. Holidays, <laughs> holopod, <laughs> holocast. Oh no, that sounds terrible. Oh yeah, no, Ooh, no. Eek, Kathy. Po- podcast. Okay. So not not podcast. That would be podcast. <laughs> I don't think any of it works. <laughs> <laughs> she laughs silently, so you don't hear her. But she was laughing at me just now. I'm gonna I'm gonna think of something way creative that's not offensive. Yeah. So we're gonna work on that, but. The point being is that for our patrons on Patreon, there will be a mini cast going up for you and you only every single day in December. I'm going to talk horror. I'm going to talk psychology. I'm going to talk about whatever the hell I want. 
And I like that. I'm going to try to make it interesting, obviously. Um, and maybe it'll be a little bit of a think tank for stuff to come up. And Will stuff you dress like future. Santa? And- Every day. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want me to dress like a dreidel or something? I don't know. Is that politically- dress like a dreidel? Yeah, I mean, and spin around. That'd be a painful sit for a okay. couple hours. Okay, I was going with it. You wanted me to dress like Santa Claus. Listen, I almost called it holocaust. Okay. <laughs> right. So we're really hitting it out of the park. Right? <laughs> <laughs> um, People are like, okay, unfollow. Yeah, yeah right. Um, so go to patreon.com, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com if you'd like to join. I'm going to do that for the month of December, and then we're going to figure out some other awesome things. We've got a Q&A new perk going. That's a Q&A where you can ask us questions, but that's not at the $5 level. That's a little bit higher, but... We're getting some content on there, but even if you just want to stop by for Podica or Podmus or, <laughs> or whatever, or the horror hell. facts with Kath, <laughs> exactly. Um, I'm I'm a little extra, so I'm gonna upload a mini cat. Might be horror news, might be psych news. I'm not sure. I mean, Kathy's gonna feed me ideas as well. She's gonna go talk about this. Yeah, in that voice. She's gonna bark it, bark at me, and bark me around the room. Mm-hmm. So that's coming up. Um, but first. A little segment we like to call Horror Facts with Girl. Oh boy, you did one of those. It's late in the day. <laughs> it is. <laughs> you know, it's start, sun's starting to set. Mm-hmm. Earlier and earlier. Mm-hmm. Well, the weather's getting cooler. 2.30, dark outside. <laughs> it's not Alaska. Calm Just- down. Okay. <laughs> relax. Number one. Relax. <laughs> Number one. Relax, Shannon. Mm-mm. Number two. Yes, ma'am. The trailer was incredibly misleading. Audiences thought they saw the whole film. Oh, God. But that doesn't narrow down at all. Haven't you guys seen the trailer? Like all the trailers feel like. Go ahead. This one especially, though. It was kind of like a, why even go see it? Like a short film. (laughs) But it was completely misleading, which isn't isn't always. Mm -hmm. Um, The first... the name of the main character, Cecilia, is derived from the Latin word caicus, which means blind or eyeless. She is frequently called C in the film. Okay. The password at the gate of the house is 1933 or 1933, the year the original film was released. And the last one is the villain is the perfect monster for a low budget film. Is that it? That's it. The Invisible Man. You got it. Yay, I got both of them. The last two weeks. The last three weeks, maybe. I'm trying to be a little bit more transparent. Thank you. Yeah. I mean. Some cool facts there. Totally. I had it at the first clue, actually. Well, I mean, that was my guess at the first clue. I didn't know if I was going to be right or not. Yeah. But not a lot of people would know that. It's just because we talked about The Invisible Man on the show. And one of the things I looked up was like... The trailer does nothing for the movie. Everyone was so like, oh my God, I'm so... Like, I wish I didn't watch the trailer, da 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 And I would would say, have you seen the movie? And they'd say, no. I was like, don't worry about it. Right. It's (laughs) totally different. They Um, totally trolled the audience, basically. So, but I love when directors put in these little Easter eggs, right? Like the 1933 code. There's a bunch more in this, sure. in, in this one, but also her name and all that. I thought that was cool. <laughs> and I love that fact of the villain is the perfect monster for a low budget film. <laughs> yeah. Right. You can't see him. <laughs> Thanks, Kath. 
I know it's horror facts with Kath, but like I've never called you Kath in my life. No, I call me Kath. Okay. When I talk Does to myself. Does anyone in your life when call I you talk Kath? To, yeah, I have a, a few friends that do actually. Sweet. Mm. A lot of people call me by my last name. But yeah, Barrett. Mm-hmm. Got it. Um, the other thing I could mention right this minute is that if you're a patron, you also are able to access our Discord channel. And guess what? Kathy just joined. Kath the is on it. And if you want to know horror facts and you come on live, I'll give you some for free. Yeah. You can send her messages. and Or I'll just say hi. Yeah. She's new to Discord, so be kind. <laughs> she's gonna she's gonna they're like bless her heart we're just gonna put her on there because she asked and we'll let her play around yeah. on there i'm just patting her on her head right yeah. now no it's gonna be fun because you and i we're actually sharing a microphone i'm sitting in your lap <laughs> it's happened it's happened yeah. she's she's a bit shorter than i am yeah <laughs> um when i used to have panic attacks at work yeah just drink some cold me. water Kathy. just drink some cold water and hug me <laughs> shannon i think i'm having a stroke no no, nope. you're not. You're not. You're okay. <laughs> she jokes because that's pretty much how, how I handled it. went it. down. Yeah. <laughs> but I would always look at Shannon and go, okay. And then I just believed that she just I was believed okay. me. Little did she know. <laughs> <laughs> no, I would just look her straight in the eye and say, you're fine. And she'd go, okay. Or, or <laughs> sit no, back down. Or, yeah. Or you'd just look at me and go, no, no, you're not. And I'd go, oh, okay. <laughs> You'd say I'm having a panic attack and you'd be like, No. You're fine. You're fine. You're good. Or you'd go, okay. okay. You wouldn't tell me I wasn't having a panic attack. No, no. You would just tell me that I wasn't having a stroke. Right. Yeah. The, and, the and really unrealistic things. <laughs> you, you, you were right. I wasn't having a stroke. You were not having a stroke. No, I could talk and I was smile a- and put my hands up in the air. You could. There was no, no nothing was no going signs on. Of that. <laughs> good times, man. Good times. <laughs> and she and I will be uh, certainly trying to engage in a couple of watch alongs. Hopefully at least one a month, maybe two. We're going to I want to add along. a segment, a segment called Neuroses with Kath and all the, the different. I feel like we could do that next week. Okay. All right, cool. You're fine. No, we're going to do some good buddy watches. <laughs> you're okay. <laughs> yeah, you're okay. At least physically. We're going to do, yeah, we're going to start doing um, watch alongs on the Discord too as part of, um, so if you're a patron, you can engage with us on those as well. You can, you know, we send out little notices, hey, we're going to watch this movie at this time and then we'll both be there yucking it up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, now she's really laughing at me. Okay, so our buddy watch this time was not just a, not just a movie. It was a commitment. It was a series. <laughs> so we watched The Haunting of Bly Manor. I'm going to say this before you say anything. Please. Because I said to you a couple of weeks ago on the show that I started off this series and was like, it's good. And then I went, wow, I'm so bored. And then it blew my mind <laughs> i'm so happy to hear you say that i was before we got together today i was like oh we're gonna talk about honey by manor i hope she really liked it as I, much as i did i hope she got over that like first couple no, of episodes not only but i bawled my eyes out at the end i mean it is it really is so much of a tragic love story um and not just romantically i mean there's just there's a lot of different forms of love and romance yes. being one, um, also just the, you know, someone not being able to really live their true self and the, the right. mourning of that. And then when we're going to try to not spoil. Yeah. But when someone, really fi- good. when someone finally gets there, then all the stuff that comes with it and then the, why did I wait so long? And I mean, so just, good. 
there's a line that I won't even give away the Please. the actress actor who says it yeah. who says it because I don't want to give any further context if you haven't seen the show. But this is another we talk a lot about grief on the show and um, there's two lines actually there's there's two different these are two different characters um, but one person talks about you don't want to remain hidden in a memory. And I love that line so much of where we get stuck and sometimes when we can't move from our past and how painful and how that is oftentimes the root of neuroses and mm-hmm. depression and being stuck in life and learned helplessness. And and so he says to her, please, you know, don't allow yourself to remain hidden in a memory. And that's when I when when I watched that episode, that's when I really started to tear up. And then it was like it was like waterworks until the re- the end. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to go into the context of that. You know the scene that I'm talking about. I do. And then the the other line is um, at the very end where she says, "Don't let." Uh, and I don't know if I'm actually quoting this one directly, but what I got from it was, you know, "Don't let the anticipation of loss." Um, hang over you and you know basically saying don't focus on the day that you lose someone or lose something because there's a scene where this woman's really like can't imagine her life without her husband and you know this is going to sound silly but I've thought that about like my dogs and in sometimes I look at them and I have so much love for them and I'm like I'm gonna outlive you know I'm probably gonna outlive them and and so we can get stuck in those thoughts of what am I gonna do what are we gonna do we're we're gonna be okay we're gonna hurt Mm -hmm. Um, but like she says, we're also going to then get to a place where we remember and that, that person or that animal lives in, in, so we imagine it to be this thing that we will never be able to tolerate and we won't survive, but we always do. Yeah. And it hurts for a while and the pain is okay. And, oh man, there was just so many great moments at the end of this that I, I came out of it going, wow, they really finished this. I mean, they really brought it. Yeah. So The Haunting of Bly Manor is a gothic romance drama and it's airing. It's created by Mike Flanagan. He did the first season, which was The Haunting of Hill House, which was widely critically acclaimed. And it's on Netflix. So if you have Netflix, you can watch it. It's loosely based on Henry James' um, book of the same name. Uh, I found, so I had an initial thought of, Um, because I started watching it before there were any reviews or anything to sort of hear or read about it. My, my non, non knowing reaction was I was actually, I mean, a lot of people talk about how it's not like it's, of course it's not as much horror as the haunting of Hill house was. Mm -hmm. However, there is some spooky shit in there. There is. And I am a fan of ghosty houses and ghosty entities and things. And so it does have that factor. And again, like you said, a few episodes in, it starts to ramp that up. And so I, I enjoyed that a lot. Once we kind of, there's a, there's a moment when the, when it twists and you sort of see the, the veil behind the veil. Right. And, Mm -hmm. um, then you get that more of that. But it's like, even though it wasn't really horror for the most part, it was more satisfying than Hill House. Like emotionally satisfying. I completely agree. And so we decided to do this other buzzy watch. And so, you know, I... I'm, I must admit that one of the reasons why I wanted to do it as a buddy watch is I wanted to make sure you finished it <laughs> because of what you said. I would have anyway. I know, yeah. but like, yeah, yeah. 
I wanted to make sure you did. Yeah. So I was like, can we do it in the body? <laughs> I mean, that I knew you lot, were going to. That but was a lot of restraint on your part to not be like, trust me, finish it. <laughs> yeah. I totally. Um, I mean, I guess that was your way of telling me to to finish it was, it was to do the body watch. But, um, <laughs> but if, if anyone is where I was, which, because I think mid series, you can kind of lose hope a little bit I, because it's also confusing. It, it, you know, there were actually a couple episodes I had to look up to make sure that I was tracking it right. Yeah. So that was, let me just throw this in there real quick is that it's confusing. And what I would say is watch it, have emotion, have feeling, get the general gist of it. And then I have several friends who are actually rewatching it. Um, to look for Easter eggs and to, you know, they've read more about like what things mean and everything. And they're going back and cause there's a little bit of a language thing. They use certain phrases for certain things. And you sort of don't know that until you mm-hmm. really kind of learn about it. And then <laughs> one girl online is like, we're rewatching it to cry more or whatever, because it's just really emotional. Oh God. And even the, the last song they use, which I haven't I heard in years that yeah. I actually shazammed. And I'm like, that's going back on my playlist. And boom. For yeah. the holidays. <laughs> so I guess, you know, it, we're not so subtly saying it's so satisfying watch. It's just different it's than hard, haunted, Haunting of Hill House. It's heartfelt and it's, um, I think it it definitely taps into our primitive fears. Mm-hmm. It's not as scary at like Haunting Hill House is much more of your traditional ghost story. I think this taps into different fears, primal fears, the fears that we we have to compartmentalize every day or we wouldn't be able to function. So um, the existential fears of we all have an expiration date. What are thoughts and, and uh, ideas and emotions around loss, uh, around our own mortality, uh, meaning of life, um, being stuck in the past. I mean, real shit that to me, like you said, is is a much more realistic fear than a ghost story. I mean, the, it is a ghost story and so is haunting of Hill house and haunting of Hill house is very terrifying in its own way, but you can watch it as an observer. Mm -hmm. When I watched Bly Manor, parts of it, clearly I watched as observer. (laughs) I, I I don't feel like that's going on at home, Mm -hmm. but the, in the, the more internal process I watched and it was very collaborative for me because it was like, if, if you haven't felt any of these feelings, then you just simply aren't human. Mm Mm-hmm. So it brings you in at one point. I'm like, oh, I'm in. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And even so for me, even when I was confused, you know, yeah. because there was a bunch of stuff. I kind of go like, wait, what? Yeah. I had to look a couple like, what's things happening? up. Mm-hmm. And I just let it go. And then afterwards I started looking stuff up because yeah. I wanted us to be able to yeah. talk about and it. I finished the episode. And, and now go I'm going to watch it again. Mm hmm. Uh, in fact, I started it this morning. <laughs> now I'm going to watch it again and and really be in that. So, you know, that's a great book. <laughs> I, could, I could watch. There's two episodes in the series that I could watch, watch again. again. The mm-hmm. the final episode being one and then there's another one. Cool. Uh, ooh, and all, everyone in it's fantastic. And Mike Flanagan, you brought it again. And I love you and I love everything this man does. The end. No, we're going to. I'm out. <laughs> Drop the mic. Uh, right. Woo. So let me just quickly as a transition say um, before I talk about uh, several more horror films that I watched a couple more anyway. You fired. Um, <laughs> beg pardon. You fired. <laughs> as a palate cleanser <laughs> for the horror we're about to discuss. I watched and finished The Queen's Gambit. 
Oh yeah, I haven't I haven't watched it. Is it good? It's really good. Yeah. I really liked it. I saw it on uh, it's on Netflix, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's really good. I love the actress. I I enjoyed it. I like a sports drama and I realize people don't think of chess that way, but it is Oh cra- no, it is. But it's crafted that way yeah. because it's really the rise of a female chess champion, an American female chess champion at a time when it was all men, almost all men. Also, it's a story of um, addiction and she's a foster kid and family. It's really, Mm -hmm. it's much better than you would think necessarily like just, you know, Oh, it's a chess story. I know it's different, but in the same family, one of the reasons I like Molly's game. Okay. Yeah. Just the, very difficult for her to be in that position. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's really a hero's journey. It's like, she's a trauma victim. She's a foster kid. She's an addict. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's a lot, it hits my heartstrings in a lot of ways. Um, and I thought it was uniquely done. And I just, I was captivated. Not everybody is, but it's still number one on Netflix after several <laughs> weeks. So people okay. are enjoying it. <laughs> Maybe I'll add to my list, but you know, blind manners already dropped off the top 10 on there. So that gives you an idea. Uh, people are sort of eating it up. So I want to throw that in. Pal- that's our palate cleanser. Yeah. So I, uh, I, I kicked it way old school with some Joe Bob this week. Please tell um, us about it. <laughs> Jesus. Okay, this 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 first one. I'm gonna eat my lollipop while you're. Um, actually, before I go there, I just real quickly, I want to mention if you haven't seen it, and I watched I watched something very similar to this, so I thought I'd already seen it. Yeah. And then I went and watched this one. Um, if you haven't seen it, I think it's on Netflix. It's called Killer Legends. It's really, it's only like an hour long and it goes through three big urban legends in our American Gothic history. The first one being the babysitter murders where they, uh, this, the original stories that, um, developed into the movie when a stranger calls. The second one was, um, John Wayne Gacy and how he's sort of the platform for Pennywise as well as uh, they went to the town where I think it was five or six years ago where there was a man dressing as a clown and trying to lure children into his van. So th- how clowns it's on shutter. Um, I think I want to say it's uh, I'll look it up. It might be Netflix. Okay. I'll um, look it up while you're talking. And then the third story is of the candy man, which is the man who um, really, they call him the man who ruined Halloween. <laughs> There's the urban legend that someone was putting razor blades and candies and, and killing kids back in the eighties. What actually ended up happening was the reason why that story happened was this man poisoned his own son Mm. and uh, went to prison and got the death sentence for it back in the early 80s but his story is what created the urban legend around kids getting poisoned on halloween so these three they so you watched all the okay so this it's two people who are um the narrators of the, they're filming a documentary and they actually go to the locations. They visit the grave sites, they go to the homes, they, then they, they follow the nice. story. They even go into um, forensic files and things like that. Really kind of cool to see the, the most interesting one for me was the babysitter murders um, because it took place so long ago. And they even, they even have the photos from the death scenes and um, because people thought, you know, where did this whole when a stranger call 
thing yeah. come from. And there's a whole story around like three or four women in this town in like the 1950s or something where this right. started. So really kind of creepy and cool. And, and it was definitely fun around Halloween time, but it's still a really interesting watch. And it's only like an hour and a half. So I looked it up. It's on Prime and it's, it's on, on Prime. Shutter. And it's on Shutter. Okay. Um, so, yeah. so that one's really cool. The Joe Bob one, I watched, I watched a handful. I'm going to talk about one, but I watched uh, a terrible movie called Hatchet, which is newer. Oh, I um, like Hatchet. Yeah, I was pretty bored. You know who that is? Kane. Yeah, Kane and <laughs> uh, Robert Englund. I like it. Um, Dead Heat. <laughs> yeah, I've which, seen that too. Yeah, that's terrible. It's... Um, it was a lot of fun to watch in a group Tre- watch. Tre- Treat Williams and Joe Piscopo, let's just say 1988, enough said. But the one that I watched with Joe Bob that is a classic, it's a cult classic, Was it's a movie called Society. Uh, I don't know if you've seen this one with Joe Bob commentating, but it's an American body horror film directed by Brian Yuzna or Yuzna, uh, starring a very young Billy Warlock. Um and I'll read you the synopsis here. So Billy Whitney lives with his parents and sister in a mansion in Beverly Hills, California. Bill tells his therapist, Dr. Cleveland, that he does not trust his high society family. When his uh, sister's ex-boyfriend, David Blanchard, gives him a uh, surreptitiously recorded tape of what sounds like his family engaged in a murderous orgy, Bill begins to suspect that his feelings are justified. Bill gives the tape to Dr. Cleveland, but when he later plays it back, the audio has changed to his sister's coming out party. When Bill attempts to meet Blanchard to obtain another copy. He finds an ambulance and police office officers gathered around Blanchard's crashed van. A body is placed into the back of the ambulance, but Bill is prevented from seeing its face. So he starts to know that his there's so many weird scenes, one of which I'm going to tell you, two of which I'll tell you. He walks into uh, the parents' bedroom in one scene and dad's like giving a massage to the sister on the bed and both the women are like dressed in lingerie and dad is shirtless and he walks in and he's like, what the hell is going on with my family? But then he ends up hooking up with one of these women who's part of the society and not in his family and she actually says the line after they have sex he comes she brings him coffee and she comes out and she said would you like cream sugar or would you like me to pee in it (laughs) oh my goodness so we get to the break and joe bob just goes i love it would you like cream sugar or would you like me to pee in it And, and that was the famous line in the film this film is so weird and it's a cult classic from the 80s but joe bob has some great great commentary oh good it's weird awesome yeah so i liked hatchet and i liked hatchet two and three (laughs) we could have that conversation some other time (laughs) yeah it was all right (laughs) whatever whatever it's supposed to be campy i guess whatever the creature was pretty and dead heat was a hell of a fun watch it was on as a watch along with other people it was a lot of fun yeah, it's it has its moment. It's it's comical too. Some of the scenes are pretty comical. So, so I watched a film called Excision. Uh, it's from 2012. It is a body horror film uh, mixed with an adolescent drama. <laughs> it's not for everyone. I think this movie is pretty awesome. What's it called? It's called Excision, okay. and. Uh, Anna Lynn McCord is oh my the gosh, main. What a throwback from yeah nineties dynasty, right? <laughs> no, two thousands. Two thousand seventeen is when this movie came out. Um, she is exceptional in it, <clears throat> and basically, what I want to tell you about it is that it is it's it's hard to watch. 
it's hard to watch. It's sad. It's got all the hard to watch stuff. A little bit. Uh, it's a female psychopath in the making. I could totally see her in that role. She wasn't in the remake of Dynasty Star. She was in the remake of Beverly Hills 90210. And I could totally see her as is she's the psychopath, I'm assuming. Mm-hmm. I could see her playing that. Yeah. Yeah. She's like, she's a teen. She's, I mean, I don't think everyone that's watching it is going to think, oh, look, a teen psychopath. But as a psych person, you're like, she's oh. still playing a teen in this movie? It's like, oh, check. Oh, check. <laughs> check. Yeah. Wow. So she's got to um, be like 30 playing a teen still. And Tracy Lords plays her mother. And Tracy Lords is awesome in this actually. She there's a couple of scenes that really show her acting ability actually. And so this is a movie about a teen psychopath that's a, a budding psychopath, someone who's growing into a psychopath, right? As we've watched um we need to talk about Kevin you know, those kinds of movies. And then Tracy Lords plays mom. And this is also a movie about bad moms, which we like in our psych. Um, just like we like bad dads or bad moms or what have you. It's it's a trope mm-hmm. that, that plays out in reality as well. But, and there's also a lot of really fun um, little cameos. Malcolm hmm. McDow- McDowell, et cetera. So, I mean, she really must still look really good if she's still playing a teenager she looked amazing i mean it just came out in 2017 so i mean because she was a teenager on nip tuck back in 2007 so she looks good yeah um so i watched that and i recommend it but i also know that if you watch it and cuss me out or something it's i get it it's not for everyone hold on i'm looking it up right now um i also sir um coincidentally I watched Urban Legend, <laughs> which you just talked about. Coincidentally, I watched the first Urban Legend, 1998. Yeah, they showed a clip of that on the documentary. Oh, yeah. Because Robert England, that whole scene where he's yeah. talking to her. Yeah. So I feel like I, I've seen this before, but I forgot pretty much all of it. It was like maybe this is 1998 American Slasher. I think um, I saw it in the theater. This was in the heyday of like Tara Reid, Jared Leto, Alicia Witt, mm-hmm. Rebecca Gayhart. Those are the big stars of this movie. Mm-hmm. And then there's some little supporting performances by like Robert England, et cetera. So, um, yeah, I forgot. I thought, oh, I'm going to sit down and watch a movie that I've seen before. And very quickly I was like, wow, I don't remember any of this. I liked it. Yeah. It's a fun one. It was fun. It was nineteen. It was you know, it's around nineteen ninety eight. Yeah, I was gonna say it was around the scream. Uh, it's very much like yeah. scream. <laughs> um, it's got that vibe to it for sure, and um, I enjoyed it. What else Glad. did you watch? Yeah, I'm gonna watch the two sequels. There's two sequels, I think. So I'm gonna watch those. There's one from 2000 called Urban Legends Final Cut, and 2005 called Urban Legends Bloody Mary. So I'm gonna actually try to figure out where those are and watch them. Um, you know, I don't know. I watched little bits of stuff that I've started, but that's pretty much it. I'm trying to go through some of the Bo- Joe Bob uh, seasons stuff that I haven't seen yet. Yeah, I have to do that. I've seen um, this last season, most of it I've seen, because um, that's when I kind of got turned on to it, was just COVID started, and I started looking for things online <laughs> and here we are i had a lot of catch up to do though too because i hadn't finished bly manor 
So that took a little bit of time. Right. And like, I've been wanting to kind of check out a little bit because I did obviously, you know, I realize we're almost at Thanksgiving now, but you know, October burned me out a little. I mean, I was a trooper and a, and a, and a warrior where, you know, I finished it out and I did all the movies, et cetera. But I, I needed, I need to go back to my normal, like balanced viewing. So I'm watching things like, like I watched the movie Cop Out, which is not a good movie. No, it's terrible. I've been watching some holiday stuff though, too. I haven't started. Yeah. Um, I needed that little bit of a, as much as I love horror, I did need a little bit of a. Yeah. Like I threw in um, this really ridiculous series called heart of dixie which yeah. is yeah like i threw that in i've been I, watching sweet magnolias for the third flipping time all the yeah, way through you love that thing i mean i saw it but i didn't watch it again i have fan i love north carolina and i have a connection to it and so well that's why heart of dixie for me because i have a connection to texas and the south and mm-hmm. um so anything that's a southern sort of light mm-hmm. romance type of thing totally bring, Totally brings me back to my childhood. And I think the small town thing too. Yep. I have a, a me too. you know, hopefully at some point be able to have property there. And there is a, a, I do have a deep fantasy of being able to live at least part-time in a small town and just the simplicity of it with the work we do and the city we live in that's watching shows like that. It's such a, a positive escape. Absolutely. And I, I definitely have that childhood thing around. Um, I grew up in a small town for, for the most part, not entirely, but I grew up in a small town. And then I also um, visited a small town in Texas. Okay. John Mellencamp for quite a bit. Was I singing? No, but you were born in a small town. No, I wasn't. <laughs> She's laughing at me. Probably I know die song. in a small town. I know the song. You want to sing it? Nope. You being a wacko? You being a who's you what's it? I'll do his version of We Are the World. Okay. I think we need to go. <laughs> <laughs> Happy holidays almost, everyone. Um, we're going to have, you know, episodes the week of Thanksgiving. We're going to have Podmas. You're go- and we're going to have Podmas because I'm extra, <laughs> apparently. Thanks. Thanks so much for listening. This is Shrink Chat. My name is Shannon. And I'm Kathy. Sleep safe, everyone. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Terror Talk. Please check out our Patreon page, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. We'd love to engage with you as part of our community. Please take a moment to leave us a comment on any of our social media. Thank you so much for listening. And once again, sleep safe.